gosh! He's frequently been their he's frequently been their bravest warrior. Movarian, okay. <laughs> I was like, God feel it. You said Movarian's already in the mind's eye? Boy. <laughs> oh, oh, got him! Oh my god, how many how many types of guns are there? Stupid rooster! What time is it? Uh, one more time. Sorry. Uh, it's Movarian. Yes. Movarian. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got it. Movarian. I've been reading as not that. Your partner, Pat Morovian. You and your partner, Pat Movarian. And I hope you guys enjoyed that blooper reel from episodes one and two of Tales from Somnium, which included the characters mispronouncing the name Pat Movarian, Dax making a whole bunch of sound effects, Kala, aka X5, saying I, 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 I over and over. A lot of people just mispronouncing everything and ruining their fluency. I mean, but that's okay. That's what the rehearsals are for. You know, it's it's all in good fun. Welcome to the first ever Tales from Somnium After Show, where we get to sit down and talk to the actors about all of the behind-the-scenes experiences. I'm your host, Kane Casillas, here with four actors from the first two episodes of the podcast. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Gracie, and I play Jinx Hattie from the first episode of Tales from Somnium. I'm in the episode Molded Memories. I'm May. I'm with Jinx there, but I play the character Lainey. Hi, I'm Leo Galad. I play Dax Corbin in episode two of Tales from Somnium. I'm Chris Lang, and I play everybody's favorite lovable psychopath, Charlie, in episode two. <laughs> and there we have it. All of these guys. Oh, oh, let's also, let's also, you know what, Spirit? You can say hi as well. Spirit isn't like officially, officially in the episode, but she just decided she wants to stop by as well. So, uh, Spirit, why don't you just say hi and, and share what role you played? Ah. Uh. Hello, uh, Spirit here. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Spirit here. I, I play Cyril from the second episode. I'm, I'm just vibing in the background. Don't worry about me. I'm not here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and then we also have Chibi, who plays Ramirez in episode two, uh, who currently can't turn his mic on uh, because he's not on that type of device. But he's here with us in spirit, and we love him. <laughs> no, Spirit is here. Word yes, choice. Spirit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sir. Leo. I've made the mistake a lot myself. So. That got awkward. <sighs> okay. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, if you want to, like, I don't know, talk, how many of you guys have met each other? Um, uh, I've only met Spirit and I, I guess offhand have met Leo and May. <laughs> and Chris, Chris and I, I go way him. back. Leo was actually guest on my back, podcast. Way back. He still has to sign yeah, my We go pets. way back, like, to the beginning of quarantine. Oh, yeah. A whole year. Feels like 10, though. Send me <laughs> a slice of your pecs, and I'll send. I'll, I'll write something on it, and then I'll send it back to you. Uh, white meat or dark meat? That's pretty morbid, I know, but, you know, that's the way we got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> nipple, Half nipple or full nipple? Okay, you can oh. tell that you two are comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> Why not a quarter? <laughs> a quarter. Man, that's a little so, much. 
for anyone wondering how the actors interacted with each other, this is literally all we had to, this is all I had to deal with. Um, yes. But it's okay because you guys are awesome. You guys did a great job. Oh, well, thank you. Episodes. It's okay. Uh, and, and, it's okay because you guys are awesome. You guys are really great. Yeah, really you, guys, like you, guys guys. Are, you know what? You guys are awesome. I love you guys so much. <laughs> I have I have something to say though about the first episode. We were okay. not that much of a pain. I will say <gasps> most of it was so this is how this is how it usually went. It was when we first started, me and Manticore were both pretty awkward because we're like, how does this work? Um Yeah, it was basically it was basically all of us being awkward because it was our first time ever doing this sort of thing. Um yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was interesting. I had to apologize to May multiple times before recording because I have that whole thing where I'm like, you know, get out of my sight, you know, and it's like I feel bad. Uh, oh yeah, and I can also do an Australian impression. I, I showed her that too, so that was cool. Her Wait. Australian accent is so much better than mine. Like, <laughs> you're, you're literally like, from Australia. Stop! And it, hers is still better than mine. I don't know what's going on there, but I think the only thing, like, the only trouble we had was like organizing a time i think because oh, we were yes. all like okay let's compensate for the aussie like who's staying up and I was like, <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> but we was- we found a time and we knocked so- it all well, out our- at once our episode didn't even have an aussie and we we're still like uh when can you guys meet uh i don't well, know when can you meet because <laughs> uh, we had an irishman G- who th- we had a canadian who thought he was irish so basically the same thing nah chibi was from uh is from indonesia as well so there was that time zone to work around Ugh, Chibi. Yeah. Chibi and his... <laughs> shout, shout Why out. are you so rude? <laughs> I will say, the environment was very different between the first two episodes. Because in the first episode, not only did the actors have no clue what they were doing, <laughs> but I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I, I just kind of said, like, oh, I would love to start this podcast, and I'll write this script, and I'll just, you know, have people play it. And I just said, I'm going to do it all. And then when it came to actually doing it, I had, you know, everything set up. But at the same time, I was like, I'm about to record the first session and I have no clue what to do or what to say to these people. And yeah. I haven't met some of these people. Oh, Manticore. It's, yeah, like Manticore, who, for those of you who don't know, Manticore played the historian in episode one. Uh, I, I had no clue <laughs> who he was. He just joined the server and he applied. And after he he applied for the for the show, uh, he gave me a call and he was like, "You should probably you know know what my voice sounds like before you uh, cast me for anything." And I said, "Okay." So I listened to his voice and I was like, "Yeah, okay, he's he's the historian." And it worked because he was he was great as his role for sure. You got lucky there, very lucky. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he was perfect. He did it so well. Man, I love the historian, but I also hate him. <laughs> I hate him. I'm so upset. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So there's that's that's something we all need to get into here for a second. Okay. Um, I just like how Gracie sounds psychotic. (laughs) No. Just kind of proved the point there. That laugh. That laugh certainly proved my point. I think. I think I. Oh my god. I'm kidding, Gracie. Don't take it negatively. No, I'm like Kane. Please let me play a psychopath. (laughs) Let me do it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> no, but one thing, one thing I really wanted to talk about, and since we're all calling each other psychopaths already, I, I really wanted to bring up the the fact that uh, some of you guys kind of match 
the persona of your character. Maybe the character's a bit of nah. an exaggeration. But some of you guys, <laughs> some of you guys are are the complete opposite. So let's just let's just talk about that. May you want to start? Um. Yeah, I'd like to say I'd like to hope I'm the complete opposite. I think right off the bat, it's quite it's known to whoever's listening that um, Lainey is not as sweet of a librarian as like. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go off. Go for... off, Breezy. You may be sweet, but uh, your okay. dog hates she's, you. She's going to take care of Breezy. Shout out to Breezy, the best dog ever. Um, oh, that was so awesome. Okay. You know what? Uh, <laughs> Leo, how accurate would you say Dax is to your personality? I would say not at all. I'm the most humble person I know. So to be honest, Dax is com- like the complete opposite of me. I would never say anything arrogant in my entire life. And frankly, I have no sense of ego at all. I am always, you know, very charitable to other people. I, I don't think I'm like Dax at all, personally. Yeah, no. yeah. So it must, like Mother real, Teresa. it must have been a real challenge to play Dax then, huh? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, even though I'm like one of the hardest workers in, on the entire planet, it was really difficult to play like the arrogant asshole, you know, you know, of just, course, of course. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful insight. Um, yeah, sorry. I think someone was breaking into my house. But what? <laughs> back to my thing. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> We're just going to gloss over that? Okay. Yeah, no, ca- casual, my... Aust- casual Australia. I don't, I don't want to gloss over that. On my fence, but I'll worry about them later. There should be a snake that'll grab them. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not putting that. I'm not putting that in the blooper reel. That's just staying in the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Lainey was very different to how I perceive myself. Um, she is sweet, but she's also like, you know, a homewrecker, like, and she will flirt quite a bit. She will like, you know, she's not really the nicest person. She's like quite quick to jump to accusations. And that's, (laughs) that's quite possibly the opposite of me. Um, I personally have never cheated on someone guys, um, or like broken into a family. So yeah, that was definitely fun. Thanks for that. But but have you have you gouged someone's eyes out? Oh yeah, my favorite part. Um, yes, yeah, so that part was probably the most accurate. No, I'm kidding. I haven't um hurt a soul, and I suppose that's another thing about Lainey that is that she's quite psychotic, actually. <laughs> and then okay, I kind of want to I kind of want to jump into this, Chris. What up? Clearly. <laughs> Your voice was, you know, altered. You changed your voice for the episode. I did. I I, commitment. So, (laughs) so walk us through that process. Oh, changing my voice. Well, you know, I just I did a lot of studying. Um, you know, under the tutelage of Leo, he he was a great inspiration for his Irish accent, and me. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, what? I'm joking, bro, bro, bro. Calm down. I'm joking. Um, no, it's just I, it was just kind of fun, you know. Charlie's Charlie's a nutcase, and I'm like a functioning nutcase, kind of. Uh, but you know, I'm just kind of random sometimes, and it's just kind of it wasn't. It was a, it was a good. It was kind of a leap, but not too far of a leap. As long as I had like a quiet room to do to record my my parts in, it was all good. It's like hi, hi, laddie. This is Charlie here coming at you. <laughs> You know, just just doing that for a couple couple scenes, and and it was a I, I kind of I did a little YouTube like okay what what do Irish people really sound like you know I don't want to be like too cartoony 
And so I actually did a little bit of research, just a little bit, not too much. And uh, I, <laughs> I was like, well, what would they say? And, I, and you know, just because I wanted to kind of cuss people out, but couldn't cuss people out. <laughs> so we actually did a, a take uh, where I, I said a word that I can't say for Kane's school podcast. Um, and then Kane corrected me. He's like, hey, don't say that word. I'm like, okay. And so then I changed it to, I already had in mind, like, what, because this guy's, Charlie's crazy. So he would call somebody by a fruit. So I called someone a soggy kumquat. (laughs) Which is, explain what that is. So it doesn't sound like, uh, kumquat is a little, something it's not. It's a little fruit. It's about the size of like a cherry tomato almost, but it's like bright yellowish. Um, it's, they're kind of they're kind of good. I think they're, I, don't, I don't know what they taste like, but I've, I know they're a fruit. <laughs> and and um, a soggy one is one that's kind of ripe, and it just it's it just sounds bad. It sounds really bad to call somebody that. Kumquat. Yes, yes. Thank you, Leo. Spelling it out in the chat. Kumquat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chibi Chibi chiming in the in the chat saying Kumquat is Orange's family. Um. Is in the orange family, I think. But anyway, the more you know, <laughs> more you know. A little, little education on this podcast. But yeah, so I thought <laughs> I'm gonna call somebody a soggy kumquat and see what happens. And and yeah, just, that made it in the episode. It did. Unlike it was a fun. few other, unlike a few other things that a lot of people said. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Nah. Don't worry, Don't, Come you know, on. guys. Look, I know that a lot of you guys want to swear in my episodes, <laughs> so just keep in mind. That only three have to be submitted for my school. So everything after this episode, expect some more. You're okay. Yeah! I can't swear. So. Oh, I think you can. No, I, I can. I'm just not I'm going allowed to... to, and my parents listen. Uh... I, I just want to shout out the best, uh, the best slip up. Uh, it was from Chibi. Who is currently in our little chat box uh, and, and can't and can't speak for himself? But uh, this is essentially what happened. We were recording the first scene of episode two, and it's it's just Chibi and Leo, and the 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 running joke with Chibi's character is that his wife cheated on him. I know it's hilarious. Um, yay adultery! Yeah, he's like a. Oh yeah. Um, and so. While he goes through that, he sees his wife cheating on him. And so he he says, Sinka, that's the name of the wife. Sinka, we're done. But um, Chibi got really, really into it. And he goes, Sinka, we're... And then he drops the fattest F-bomb I have ever heard in my life. So good. It was one of the funniest things. I Like, I was... Uh... And it I, the saddest part was I didn't get it. I didn't record it. Uh, that was during one of the one of the cold reads, um, so that was a missed opportunity, and that is something that I would love to put in a in a more uh, PG thirteen blooper reel. But it will forever live in our hearts and my eardrums because sometimes I can just hear it echoing. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to Chibi for your skull. It. I'm still honored to have been there, just listening to that. Yes. <laughs> Where were you when Chibi dropped an f bomb? <laughs> I think um, it's the f bomb. Gracie, the f bomb. <laughs> Gracie. Yes. Okay, so you've you've asked me already. Okay, you've been. I I will say you've been 
one of the more active and avid listeners of the podcast. And you've been the one that's been asking me the most questions about the series and your character and everything else. And so you'll get the chance to ask me later in this episode. Uh, but just break down how you formed this this relationship with your character almost. Um. So the fascinating thing about this is uh, well, first, I was going to say, the missed opportunity. You didn't get me and Manticore switching roles for the uh, first scene. Uh, oh, we were, my gosh. <laughs> we did that on our own because we were like, oh, it might be fun. Um, but in, in terms of, like, building relationship with my character, I mean, I, I'm i a very investigative person. I like to ask a lot of questions. I like to learn things. Um, I'm a huge nerd, which Jinx Hattie is not exactly the kind of person I am where I'm just, like, kind of a wreck kind of loud kind of i don't know um but when it comes with forming when it comes to forming the relationship it's like i guess i i had this i had this notion that the reason you chose me for for jinx was because when i when i'm in class with you literally half the things i do is like taking all the text that i find and then kind of laying it out and then forming an argument which is kind of investigative so i'm like i feel like this is what he wants so when i did the voice for her you you said be yourself so i'm like there are there as people say there are three versions of yourself there's how other people perceive you how you perceive yourself and how you really are and i was like i'm going to go with how i think he perceives me so i'm going to go with like you, you didn't know me that well like i i don't think <laughs> i don't know true, yeah um so i was like okay so he probably thinks i'm a pretty serious person i'm gonna go with you know the the strong commanding voice of an officer who's like you know <laughs> this <laughs> mpd get down you know <laughs> that kind of uh personality <laughs> and uh i think, I think just handcuffed myself <laughs> So I, I I also like to voice act a lot, and I I do a lot of D and D work too, which it sounds ridiculous and dirty, but Spirit knows I have about eight different characters. No, I think it had actually increased to like sixteen or something nuts. Um, but with all that, it's like I, I can do all these different voices and impressions, so I'm used to it at this point. Nerd. I am, and I wear it proudly. <laughs> all right, there we go. That's- I mean, that's the best part. We're all nerds here, one way or another. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely a nerd in, in many, many ways. Uh, but on the subject of, you know, changing your voice and whatever else, uh, anybody got any uh, any hidden talents that you can – anything you can do with your voice? I don't know. Maybe, like, singing, which I know, like, half of you can do. Uh-oh. I can do Joe Swanson's voice from Family Guy. Ooh. Okay. We got to hear this now. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Listen, I was talking to your wife Lois today, and uh, she's got a nice, uh, a nice bud. Let's just put it that way, Peter. Okay, okay, Peter. Yeah. Hey, who the hell's laughing in the background there, huh? Me. Ah, uh, screw you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> Thank you, Leo. I can mimic Lois's voice. Debate whether or not I have to cut that last part out or not. <laughs> I can uh I can do Cleveland too, but who who wants to go next? I can mimic Glados's voice from Portal too. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear this. 
I honestly, truly didn't think you'd fall for that. If I had known you'd get captured this easily, I would have just dangled a turkey leg from a rope on the ceiling. Honestly, though, let's get to business. You're about to become the immediate past president of the Being Alive Club. Ha ha. Do you know the song? Okay. May, you got anything for us? Um, I don't think I could do anything. Like, I, I'm not very well versed in like TV shows or anything. So like mimicking voices is not something I can do. Um, but I do like to sing, but my favorite thing to do is take any happy upbeat song and make it sad. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't really consider it anything special. It's just something I like to do. <laughs> I don't know. Sing right now. Special. Acapella. Let's sing go. We're putting right you on the spot. Now. What? We're putting you on the spot. Um, I, I can, uh, <laughs> I can, I can beatbox if you want. Oh, you know, no. Uh, no, I'll try. Don't do it. I'll try a sad version the of Happy Birthday. Oh, go. Okay, Chris. Sorry, who did that? Who did that? Nice bass, bruh. I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> you weren't serious, yeah, were right. you, Kane? Was I supposed to? I mean, as your after show host, I command you to sing something. <laughs> and, and our um, literal All right, boss? let's do the Shakira one that you first heard me do. Whenever. Okay. Wherever we're meant to be together, I'll be there and you'll be near. And that's the deal, my dear. God damn. Snap, snap. Nice. Sing it, sister. Nice. Sing it. Good. Thank Can we all you. sing here? I'm a rapper. Uh, I can't really sing. But... I can sing. Kane can sing. I've heard you sing. Don't, no, don't, I don't. Can't. Kane, don't bust, a, got, bust a note. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm okay. He's being um, humble. You know what? Chris, you got anything else for us? Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick <laughs> and your brain stops ticking. I actually did that for karaoke one time and yeah. I did I did uh I did tequila for my godfather's birthday. Did you for real? <laughs> yeah. We were just chilling and so I got his five year old son to say it with me. It was pretty it was pretty awesome. Nice. It was a good day. Nice. It's a good day. I, I, um, I'm. Oh, go ahead. No, you can go. You can go. Well, well I was gonna say I'm. I'm. If anything, I'm an amateur singer. I, I like writing. That writing's my jam. You know. <laughs> I I'm, get you. So. Which, just... by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug everyone's stuff right now. Um, this is all going in like the description of the episode. Uh, but Leo is a rapper and he's got his own stuff all over Spotify and SoundCloud. You guys should check that out. May has a YouTube channel where she sings all of her covers for her songs. Chris has a podcast dedicated to writers. And so you guys should definitely check that out if you guys are looking for some advice and motivation. Gracie, do you want me to plug anything in for you? Uh, no, just make sure to check out that concept art. I work really hard on it. I yes, work till yes, 7 yes. a.m. on... Uh, on sea rule kane i work till 7 a.m on her oh my gosh yes for sure i've been meaning to shout you out this entire episode uh but yeah guys mad props to gracie uh because she just started drawing some of the characters in episode one um and they were really good i really liked them and i think they you know they matched the look of the characters and definitely matched the the feel of them uh and so i i just asked her i said like hey do you want to be the concept artist for it and like do this officially she said yeah and she's been doing a great job on it um so when this episode comes out the concept art for episodes one and two will be out uh and uh we're looking forward to continuing that part of the podcast as well 
So yeah, thank you, will, Gracie. They will be coming out tomorrow. Um, so that's exciting. What time? I what, time? what time? Right what time? What time? Um, I I honestly don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I can I have to be I have to be loyal to our Lord and Savior Kane, uh, <laughs> because honestly, I'm like I finished them Sunday, I think. Yeah, then, you finished them. Yeah. And then, which by the way, to everyone to everyone who's listening to this episode, it's April sixth right now. So she finished on the fifth. It's coming out. On no, she finished on the fourth, and it's gonna come out on the seventh. Uh, meaning, by the time this is out, uh, everything will be out for you all to see. Yeah, and I'm like, I would release it at midnight, but I'm fairly sure that's not what Kane means by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So. That's not- okay, so now that we've uh, we've all you know gotten to know each other a bit more, and you've I can say a bit if to anyone the, wants to, to the hear listeners. That. Uh, now that we've shared a bit more about you guys to the audience, uh, I do have a couple of questions for each of you. <gasps> Gasp. Dun, dun, dun. I did not study. <laughs> of course you didn't. Chris, what's the square root of pine? Is it multiple choice? <laughs> guys. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a sitcom. <laughs> what do you mean you feel like you're on a sitcom? <laughs> I mean, technically, you're directing a sitcom. You are. I, you know, technically, no? yes. An, sort of? audio, an audio sitcom. Actually, oh I think gosh. it's more Can like... Can you guys hear the ring now? No. 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 Okay. No. Okay, cool. Um, Let's, uh... Let's start with, with Gracie. Gracie, what was the hardest part of being Jinx Hattie? Losing it at May, because I had to say a really long string of text and not mess up, or I would start laughing and then ruin it for myself and then not be able to get back into character. What did help as a bonus, though, is every time I recorded that, I got myself angrier, so Jinx actually would get angrier for every new recording that we did. (laughs) So that was the hardest part. May, did you, uh, were, were you okay with all of that? With, like, being yelled at? <laughs> yeah, were you, were you alright with that? How do you take that? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of, like, used to playing villainous roles in theatre, so, like, I'm really used to being yelled at. It was definitely, like, poor Jinx, or, well, poor Gracie was always like, May, I'm so sorry, I'm about to yell, I'm so sorry, and, like, <laughs> it makes you feel for her, like, when you have to snap back, because that's what I had to do, I was like, she feels so guilty doing this. I should feel guilty as well, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, I will say, your your guys, your guys' newfound friendship during that whole uh, experience was probably one of the funniest things to me. <laughs> because you know, I was just like, it, it's, it's ironic how much you guys, you know, liked each other, and then, you know, you were at odds when it came to, you know, having to, read through the lines and go through the scenes and everything i i don't know i i think that's i think that's great and also hilarious at the same exact time leo yo so uh, did you at all feel any pressure uh after i told you who you were playing for uh just to just a preface to to the listeners um he plays dax corbin and dax corbin is a character that i had uh been writing about since I was 15 years old, I was a sophomore in high school and 
I just really wanted to get into more sci-fi works. And so I just, I created Dax and Ramirez and Charlie and X5. And from there, just an entire world built. And so I, I, when Leo applied, I was like, this is Dax. Like, I was like, this has to be like, there's out, out of everyone who applied, I can't really see anyone else doing it besides him. And I told him and I sent him all of my past writings about him. And so I'm curious how how did you uh, how did you take to that, Leo? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I like to play cocky jerks basically because I don't know. I just it's, I'm kind of I'm kind of a natural at it because I've been pretending to be cocky my entire middle school childhood in order to you know be a more confident person. So it kind it came naturally to me, but I did feel pressure because you know, like you said, it's something. It, Dax is a character that's very close to your heart, and whenever I do a role or whenever I do something creative, I always try to, I guess, put my soul into it in a way. And so I knew I would have to really commit to the Dax role. And that's why I kind of, I'm, I'm, I, I like to method act a bit. Like I like to be Dax even outside of, even outside of actually playing him live or, you know, in the, in the scene setting. But I didn't feel like a nervous pressure. I felt more of like a respectful pressure. Like the fact that you trusted me to play one of your, like you, the favorite character of your entire, you know, childhood or whatever that you invented it, it meant a lot to me, and I knew, like, I couldn't let you down. You know what I mean? So that's, that's that's I guess, the kind of pressure I felt. All right. Thanks, man. I very much appreciate that. I, I appreciate all of you guys because, honestly, like, I was nervous, especially during the first episode. I was kind of like, oh, boy, I'm, I'm making all these people play these characters, and I don't know a lot of them that well. Like, this could be a really, really big miss, and this could this could really backfire in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and it definitely didn't uh, from an acting standpoint. If anything, uh, you know, the first episode, I had a lot of things I had to learn about editing. Uh, and and I, I would say I improved on that in the in the second episode, but uh, never like. Well, it's, I mean, it hasn't been mastered yet, but it's better and it's getting there. And so I just I appreciate all of you guys for making my life easier, because when I start editing, I make my life harder. <laughs> I mean, you you really did the directing role really well. Like, I, I I was genuinely shocked that you like you were really good at like directing people and giving them like firm but uh, helpful instruction when they messed up or when they screwed up. You know, I was just I was very impressed. So you did good, man. Thanks. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Agreed. Right, here, Chris, here. <laughs> Chris, this is your next one. What was your favorite part of being part of the podcast? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing was just awesome. You know, just start to finish, just being able to kind of cut loose, but, you know, <laughs> like unleashing the Hulk, but like having him point in a direction. That's kind of how like Charlie was. It's like, oh, he's he's crazy. You don't know what he's going to do, but he's kind of a force for good, you know? So it's just being able to get behind that and, and, and really like the freedom too that you gave us with like, you know, you told us when we could cut loose and ad lib and add stuff in, but then like if it got out of hand, you're like, okay, guys, don't do it at this part, and that was super helpful. So the, being able to like kind of add in our own stuff, uh, you know, in certain spots, that was that was that was that was really cool. Um, but overall, like the whole story was was really neat. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I guess the whole thing, man. <laughs> my least favorite. I'll go. I'll do my least favorite. I'll okay. Do my least sure. <laughs> since everything, since everything was kind of sunshine and lollipops, my least favorite was getting everybody together and like figuring out the time. 
but and that was just that that wasn't like drama or anything it was just tedious like oh can you guys do saturday no oh my gosh you oh, can have you... no idea <laughs> can you guys do tuesday sure four of us can do tuesday one of us can't okay all right how about wednesday you know so it's just yeah there was uh for for episode one there were five scenes in the script and so we broke it down into four different recording days and so that was that was really tough especially because uh may uh was who's in australia completely different part of the world from everyone else uh she was in three of the five scenes and so that was uh that was very very tedious um we had seven scenes for episode two and we finished them in two recording sessions yeah because you guys all just decided we're gonna do uh because chibi's from indonesia um he, he, he just said like let's just go let's just do everything and we'll all knock it out and so we did five scenes in one day and that was insane and that was yeah and super helpful super super helpful for me like that that let me like that gave me a lot more time to to assess uh you know how i wanted to edit certain things um and and what i what takes were good and what takes i not were bad but which ones i didn't want to use for the final cut you know it, it was it was really helpful having that um but at the same time, I'm well aware that that is going to be a very rare instance. I don't expect, uh, I don't expect that level of efficiency from every cast, and that's not that's not a problem. Just because I'm not trying to discriminate with my casts. I don't want people who are you know from Canada, and then we've got someone from Germany, and then someone from I don't know Japan, and they all can't know. Like I want them to all feel like they have a shot to record and be part of the be part of the show because yeah. I, know, I just think that's that's a really cool thing i like getting all of you guys together um uh, and, and every time i get any any group of cast members together it's it's a lot of fun so thank you guys very much yeah no problem well, one thing i want to say too like you know i know we've we, we you've mentioned we've mentioned you know may being a different time zone chibi being a different time zone that's not that's that you know i i've we've all kind of we're all kind of like at different stages in our life like some, most of you guys are in are you know in some sort of school but you know i'm a dad and like so we've all got like you know time time zones are are, are one of the things but like you know our our whole life uh uh we come from different walks of life yeah we did thank you thank you leo uh, exactly. <laughs> we're we've all we all got different different schedules different life schedules that we're working with and so I know I know there were times that I couldn't do it because I was doing dad stuff or whatever, but I, I, I just don't want I just don't want everybody to come down on May and Chibi because time zone thing. It's just Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying. I, I would get you. come down on May. I would say actually my schedule is also kind of annoying. I have full Mondays and full Thursdays. I think the one thing that freaked me out was when uh Pat wasn't showing up. That that one kind of was like, Oh no, no, we need to record this now. Um, that was that was a bit that was a bit scary yes <laughs> um spirit you're chilling here muted but is there anything you want to say to like eh, your thoughts on on your time in the series so far any any highlights for you anything you possibly might have learned or anything like that you can you know feel free to say anything right now oh oh my goodness hello um i well, well, first of all, I do have to say that it's just a very, you know, great honor to be a part of this whole thing, just in general. I 
you know, I put the application in and I'm like, there's, there's no way that this is going to work out. And then it, it did. And I have a pretty small part, but you know, like that's enough for me. And I, I'm just so grateful for that. And I, the, the whole process of this, I, I remember just being so excited. I couldn't help, but just like, you know, make sound, just, just, just be, just be happy. And I, I think I might've alerted my family at some point, <laughs> you, you know, as you do when you just kind of scream from across the other side of the, the, um, the apartment, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, I had to yell in an Irish accent. So my family was very puzzled. <laughs> I see. Um, and, and I found it interesting too, cause I, I was not expecting to be cast as a villain character. I, I'm not sure I ever give off the vibe. I'm, I'm not even, I'm still like, you know, trying to figure out why exactly I got casted. Thank you, by the way. And <laughs> it, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's fun deliberating about this sort of thing. I, I got to, you know, talk to Kane like privately about like how stuff will go. And that was, it's, it's, I, I really like being a part of things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm just so excited. I am definitely the opposite of my character. <laughs> Considering the, the few lines I do get to, um, you know, say so far. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad you, you took on this. I know it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a bit of a challenge. I liked, I liked being able to push you. Uh, when we were doing our our recording sessions uh, but you really stepped up and and i was oh, yeah. very very happy with the result um chibi oh. i know you you can't really say anything but is there anything you want to put in the chat box about about your time in the series uh, I'll, I'll read it whenever uh can i whenever you send I it say one more thing yeah sure the um I, I am so sorry for the, the complications that came with our recording session. The You are all good. The the one I I just need to, to point this out. The one, you know, time that we decided, all right, we're done with the cold reads, let's record is the time that my computer decided to die. And then I think all heck just kind of broke loose after that. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> I like yep. the phrase all heck broke loose. All <laughs> heck. Hey, hey, censoring. Look, yes, I'm better you. at this yeah. than Leo. Is. Oh, no, oh, nice, yes, call him out. I was gonna say, oh, F off, but you know, uh, I can't do that, can oh, I? Gosh, my, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, you're so good. Okay, um, <laughs> Sorry, just out of, out of you guys, uh, let me know real quick how many of you guys would like to return to the show in any way, shape, or form. Oh, absolutely. Me. 100%. Me. Yep. Right. No, Lainey, go away. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess well, okay. I you can come, come back. All of you suck. Kane, cast okay, me. Let me be specific. Battle I would Royale, like to I like come it. Back if I'm welcome. Okay, Chris, well, I love you, but you're going to have to die today. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, well. All of you guys are welcomed, and you're, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be returning as the character you previously played, uh, but. You know, that's that's the fun part about this. <laughs> All right, folks, so now we're at the part where you guys get to ask me some questions because I tell you everything I want you to know, but I don't tell you everything I know about this podcast. So anyone got any questions? Uh, I'll go first. What do you want out of the podcast? 
I would love for people to feel like they, they took something away on, on an emotional level uh, from this podcast. And I don't mean they're getting emotionally invested in the characters or the story, uh, but I, I want there to be more than just surface level entertainment um, that the audience feels because I'm, I'm not writing these uh, just to make people smile. Like, of course I want to make people smile and that's, always a plus hearing that people feel that way when they listen to my podcast, but uh, there, there's more to it. And there's, there's a lot more, there, there's a much deeper meaning uh, to the podcast, which I'm looking forward to fulfilling uh, as, as time passes. But um, I, ideally, as long as they even take a fraction of that away, I'm happy. I'm very happy with it. Anyone else? Um, yeah, I've got one. So like, from what I've seen, like, you've got a broad range of ideas and all of them seem to be almost coming from, like, different branches of genres. So was there, like, anything that you were particularly inspired by that, like, helped create this? Or was it just something that organically came to your mind? Um, a bit of both. I was more so inspired by the fact that... Uh, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of did um, a lot of different, or they tried to do a lot of different types of movies uh, where, you know, the first two acts of their movies, one might be a heist, one might be a mystery, one might be, you know, a, a coming of age story. And of course, the third act, it drifts right back into the whole like superhero trope and everything. Um, but I, I really liked the idea that so many different styles and tones could be in the same, uh, in the same series. And so that was something that I, I kind of took away from the MCU, and that's and that's probably the biggest reason I watch it. Um, not really for much else at this rate, just because you it, it it blows my mind that we have shows like WandaVision in the same universe as something like Guardians of the Galaxy, two completely different projects, um, and and they're all, you know, they all have the Marvel label on it. And so I, I thought it would be cool to put something with my label on it. Uh, but at the same time, each genre uh, was heavily inspired by uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say inspired, but influenced by um, a lot of different writers I grew up reading. Uh, Lemony Snicket was easily the biggest one. He, he uh, A series of unfortunate events is the series that, that got me into writing. Um, my writing style as a whole is very influenced by Rick Riordan and Ernest Cline, who wrote uh, Percy Jackson and Ready Player One respectively. Uh, just because their their attention to detail is so incredibly um, fine tuned that like it's just it's awe inspiring because they can paint an entire picture in your head with with a single paragraph, and so I I, I definitely think that I've come into my own as a writer, um, but there are certain things where where I've seen it or I've read it and I've thought wow, that's like a really cool concept. How can I turn that into my own thing? And how can I go a little deeper? Um, and, and that's the challenge of it, but that's also what I'm enjoying about this the most. Awesome, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'll go next. Um, okay. I hope I'm not cutting anybody off, sorry. Uh, so as far as, so episode one and episode two, vastly different types of stories. Um, are they, are, are the stories 
that that we've already done are we heard already heard and ones in the future are they in like a shared universe or is it kind of like a, a dc multiple universe type deal or can you say <laughs> that is a very good question and of course i can touch on that because i make the rules you know this is this is my series so i will say um i don't know is it <laughs> oh you did that on purpose <laughs> Of course I did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm okay, look. How do I rage quit look, a podcast? Just kidding. I'm not, Just kidding. <laughs> look, I'm not I'm not going to give an outright answer, but I will say there is definitely a reason uh, I did two episodes that put uh different characters at, at different points and um you know, neither of the stories in episodes one or two are complete. Jinx is on the run. Um, Dax got sucked into a black hole while his entire space station is being destroyed. Uh, so, you know, there's there's definitely um, room for a, a continuation of both of those stories. Uh, I'm just, whether that's together or separate, that's something I'm not going to reveal yet. Aww. And that's not a confirmation in any way, shape, or form that it's together. Because I know a lot, and there are a lot of people who would reveal that like Gareth Edwards who directed Rogue One uh they asked like is Luke Skywalker going to be in the movie and he said no and they said is R2D2 going to be in the movie and he said you'll just have to watch the movie and so everybody uh, knew it was a yeah. yes and everybody knew at that point like oh we can expect to see R2D2 somewhere and so that's that's not what I'm trying to do here I'm saying like dead 50-50 you're not going to know if everything's coming together or if I'm just going to be doing part twos of each individual plot lines uh but there are a lot of episodes planned out for a lot of different genres um and very clearly i'm, I'm leaving the door open for a lot of different plot lines because i think they have they have some potential not only to continue but but to evolve into those different genres which is something i definitely would want to play with quick follow-up will jinx and dex meet will jinx and dex meet uh, okay, so I will just outright say it. Uh, there are 11 episodes in uh, in this first season of Tales from Somnium, including the after shows. And Jinx and Dax will not be meeting each other at any point in time in that season. Interesting. The plot thickens or thins. I have no doubt. <laughs> no, it thickens. That, <laughs> like, she'd probably be done with his BS anyways. Dab. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a dynamic I would love to see because yeah. they are they are very uh, colorful personalities I in their own way. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I'm curious. Very curious. Oh, gosh. What are you going to do now, Chris? Release the Dax cut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, not, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, all right, all right. We will move on to the next question. I have a question. Very simple. All right, question. hit me. Uh, Kane, what's your favorite scene so far out of the first two episodes? Oh, I didn't come into this one thinking I'd have to outright say it. Um. Oh. Okay. No. So, on a real note, from an editing standpoint, um, my favorite scene that I put together was uh the scene where Dax has a vision. And he sees Cathrax and Cerule in Cathrax's throne room. Um, and they talk about, you know, their their quest for total domination. Um, I think at that point, in episode two, I had improved a lot on my editing. 
And so to be able to put that to use in the introduction to the villains of Dax's story, um, it's it, it was it was very nice for me. It, it felt like a big deal to me. And then um, I let I actually let Spirit and Robbie, who voices Cathrax, uh, I let them pick between a few songs and said, "Hey, this is the song I'm thinking of using for this scene." Uh, let me know if you like it or if you would prefer one of these other ones. And so they kind of helped me pick the songs for that. And when I put it together, I thought it sounded pretty wicked, honestly. I thought it was pretty cool. And I was definitely the most proud of myself for that one. Uh, but my favorite scene scene, I think story-wise uh, and, and acting-wise, was the ending of episode one where um jinx and laney and the historian get into this big old fight and they start accusing each other of murder i just i thought it was so it, it's it just it hits such a high point um as far as the tension goes and i was proud of myself as a writer for for taking care of that one so i guess it came down to you know my pride at that point but <laughs> I, those i would say those are two that really stick out in my mind uh, so I have a question and a comment real quick. May I ask okay. a comment? Yes. So, Spirit's going to kill me for this one. But in that certain scene, what? I just thought it was... Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the way C-Rule said Emperor Cathrax kind of got me. Because <laughs> so I can hear Spirit quietly getting furious with me. But it was like, Emperor <laughs> Cathrax... I am and not I like, serious. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's an uh, interesting choice to let that be the way it was. <laughs> but yeah, that was just my comment. Um, that being said, my question is, what are the reasons you cast each of the cast members here? So, Gracie, you kind of touched on this uh, a little earlier in the episode where you had said that... Um, it was about you know how others see you, how you see yourself, and whatnot. And and you were you were pretty right. You were very uh, factual uh, when you were in class and everything. And when you spoke, you had this this authority to you. And so when you applied, I was like, you know, I think that could really work. And I think you know if taken in the right direction, she could really embody Jinx. Um, that was that was a big big thing. Um, and full disclosure, like you were one of the few voices who applied that I knew. Um, like I knew what you sounded like and based off of your application, I knew that you were experienced in, in acting. Um, and so I, I felt a lot more comfortable putting you in that position. And then, you know, it just kind of worked out perfectly. Um, with, with Chris oh, yeah. as Here we Charlie, <laughs> with Chris as Charlie, I was honestly very stuck. Episode two, uh, was a very, very tough episode to cast because I had so many different people that could have gone in so many different places. Um, at some point, the roles were completely switched up. And so I had to legitimately ask uh, Chris, can you do this accent? And he was like, give me a bit. I'm going to practice it. And he called me like less than an hour later and he <laughs> whipped out the Charlie voice that we all know and love today. Um, and so I was like, perfect. It's, it's perfect. But really I had him, um, I had him for both Cathrax and Charlie. I actually had him as a possibility for Ramirez as well. 
Um, wow. Yeah, no, it was see, like it was tough for 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 episode two. Uh, very very tough. Uh, with Spirit, it was similar. Um, for for C Rule, it was between her and Katie, and Katie ended up voicing Dot, and so those two roles actually also could have been swapped. Uh, and so I decided to um, reach out to Spirit because Spirit said that she could do like villainous uh, voices, and so I had her just try out a, a rough a rough version of what C Rule sounds like now. And it worked out really well. And I was like, you know, this, like, yeah, this is perfect. And it's, it's going to work out just fine. Um, Leo, I, this was a slam dunk. This was like the easiest call for me because I've known Leo for about a year now, uh, a year and a half or so. And so I just, I knew his personality and Dax is a character that I've written for the last four years. And so it just kind of like the stars aligned and they just said like, here's your Dax. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think I had an easier time with the casting and not because none of you were like born for your role or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. You guys all do great in your roles, but there's just, uh, it just was so easy to the point where, where Leo had to act, but he didn't necessarily have to act all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good. And then with May, May is one of the nicest people I've met. Um, she has an absolutely sweet soul. And so I knew that with Lainey, I didn't want to make her just seem like a jerk and an outright like mean girl. I wanted her to be someone who comes from a genuine place, but says the wrong things at the wrong time. And so I, I figured May would be really good at, at delivering that because she's very nice and she she delivers her her speech very elegantly um and she's very polite and so it, it's it's nice because it, at times there are lines she delivered where it sounded very very genuine but also very backhanded at the same time and so you you really didn't know what to make of her and that's exactly what i was going for that was a long answer but that's why all of you were cast and i have no regrets with any of my casting decisions woo woo Okay, so I gotta know, because I feel like everybody, every twisted mind has some reason for why they come up with their sci-fi world. And mine is because I, I came up with the sci-fi world because I hated I hated our global politics. So I was wondering, where did this this sci-fi where like where did this come from? Like, what were you angry at that you had to like express here? If that makes sense, like what 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 teenage angst I guess prompted this sort of this 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 world I guess. If that's not too deep a question. <laughs> um, it was actually, no, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's personal, but it's not, it's not to the point where I can't talk about it. It was the passing of my grandfather. Uh, um, okay. That makes sense. And so it was, it was, it's gone in a very different direction just because I've, I've planted this world into the podcast. Uh, but originally I had, I had sat down with a couple of friends from my high school writing club. And we were just like, let's let's all co-write a story. Let's each make a character. Let's make an introductory chapter for for all of them, and let's let's make it a plot. Um, and so they all made their characters, and I made Dax. Uh, and the idea with Dax was that he meets this old man, and he's this he's his mentor. He's this this guiding light in his life. Um, 
and he gives him a shot to uh, save his parents because Dax's origin story is he lost his parents in an alien raid. Um, and so as they like as the plot continues, they realize like the way that the way to do it is time travel. Um, and so they time travel back to the scene where uh, Dax loses his parents. They fail, and Dax himself becomes the old man that finds the younger Dax, and so he creates a time loop with his own uh, life. So and so that was uh, there was just there was a lot there, uh, and I mean honestly, a lot of it was uh, a lot of it wasn't as personal once I made the characters like plot wise. It was just me trying to make the best story I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still, it, I mean, it still has a lot of weight to it. And uh, Dex is also uh, in a short story I published. It's on Amazon. Um, oh, and damn. so that's that's another big milestone for me as well. Yeah. So if I'm understanding correctly, like Dax was kind of your way of almost like going through that, you know, like Dax being the cocky, arrogant, confident dude he is. It was kind of like, I guess. I'm trying, if I'm trying to understand correctly, it was your way of kind of substituting or it was your way of coping, I guess, in a way. Yeah, um, kind of. I just like I knew at that point that neither myself nor my grandfather were were perfect people and we were far from it um, in, 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 in very, very different ways. And so I guess like my big thing was with the whole time loop idea was like, I take what I've learned from him, all all the good things I've learned from him, and apply it. Um, and had there been a sequel to this Dax thing, had I actually finished the draft, he was going to break the loop and uh, create his own destiny, which is something that I was definitely thinking about a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know two years away from college and all of these decisions and everything. Uh, it was just, it, it, yeah, it was it was it was a bit of processing. It was a bit of coping. Uh, but at the same time, I think about two or three weeks into it, I just kind of let it all out and you, like, lost just had as much fun with it as could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I named the the alien race that's the villains Flagippengorps. That's pretty deep, Like, man. I know, right? It, exactly. Um, I'll, I'll, I have, oh, oh. Go ahead. Um, okay. So my last question would be, how far ahead have you planned for everything? Like that, how far ahead have you gotten everything sort of in your head? I have planned everything plot wise. Um, the, the nice thing about this is I can still play it by ear. Like I have a big vision because like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell a story. I'm trying to tell a bunch of stories uh, but I'm also trying to make the audience take something away from this from this series, and so um, I, I do have an end goal. I, I do know what the last episode will be. I know what genre it'll be. I know uh, roughly what I want as far as the plot goes for that, uh, and I and I have every other episode in between that planned. Um, I actually have a full on schedule to how the episodes are going to be released. Uh, mainly because I have to pay to release the episodes on certain sites. And so I'm, I, I went for the uh, most uh, cost-efficient, but also like just story-wise, it makes, it makes the most sense to release these episodes at these times. 
and, and that that took a while, but it, it definitely worked out. Uh, the only thing that I haven't necessarily completely figured out are the tiny, tiny details. You know, I would love to start leaving Easter eggs in the series. Uh, I would love to start establishing red herrings and, um, you know, different metaphors that tie into each other uh, where you can listen to one episode and listen to a completely different episode and find some sort of correlation, um, even if, if that's not a, a plot line or a character type. That's it's that is not completely planned out yet, but I have a lot of it still planned out. Um, yeah. And I, I have approached um, a couple of people regarding how I want their stories to continue um, and, and where I want them to go just to, just to make sure they're, they're into it. Uh, make, make sure that I don't have to recast someone as big as, as Jinx Hattie, uh, you know, halfway through the podcast. Um, like if, if something very, uh, very drastic comes up to the point where the actor can't stay involved. I completely understand that. There's only so much we can do about that. Um, at the end of the day, this is still a podcast and it's not our entire lives. Uh, but I also, you know, I am doing uh, a few temperature checks right now to see who's in it for the long run, um, who's cool to maybe be more of a regular as one character or who's down to play multiple characters across different episodes. And that's still something I'm working through right now, considering it's this is only the third month I'm doing this. And there's still a lot of stories I need to tell before I can really get everything going. Um, because once we get into season two, it's it's less of this process of trying to find different people and trying to find different characters. Like there's still going to be fresh storylines and there's still going to be new characters, but it's it's more so like we've built this machine now let's see how smoothly it runs and that's going to be that that's honestly what i'm looking the most forward to um and and i'm absolutely willing to put in whatever work i have to to make that even better okay i have a question yes um so this will be interesting <laughs> why, now why are you gonna put me out there like that just kidding um it is gonna be interesting uh so King, you're you're doing you you are writing the entire first season every episode. You said it was it's going to be eleven episodes. There's a second season you're going to start working on at some point if you haven't already. Um, are you? And and you don't have to answer this right now, but would you be open to like bringing on some more writers, some doing some collaboration, anything along those lines, wink, wink, asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. So I already know how I'm going to incorporate them and, and when and what they're going to do. And I would love to have some more writers. Uh, but of course I I'm with this being super early into the, uh, into the series, I am still a bit overprotective of it. Um, I, course, and, and I just yeah. want to make sure like, you know, if, if I do decide I would like to co-write with someone uh, that, that it's not taking away from the vision, uh, that, that I originally started with. Absolutely. And so if, if I, if I do take on extra writers, it's not going to be until the second season, just so I can lay all of the groundwork for this first season. Um, and we can continue to build and improve and maybe, you know, create new storylines and say, uh, this could be uh, what 
we did in episode four and it didn't necessarily work. So when we're making episode 13, we probably should change that to, to make it stronger. And I would, I would love to bounce ideas, but for now, uh, it is, um, myself doing the writing and editing, uh, and the narration, um, it is Gracie doing the concept art and uh, my girlfriend, Sasha, uh, helping promote on social media. And that is a pretty solid team uh, combined with the entire rest of the cast so far. Uh, I, I don't doubt it'll expand. Uh, I, I know it'll expand, but I, I, a lot of conversations have to be had before any of that happens. Right on. Mm -hmm. Are there any more questions? I have a last question, but I was waiting to see if anyone else had one. Uh, yeah, I'll. I have one more. Um, assuming you can answer it, Kane. Is there a genre that you're looking forward to writing? Because there, there's just so many that you can, you know, do. I'm curious. Mm, yes. Okay. Hold on. I'm not even kidding. I have my. I have my book right next to me. I've been <laughs> writing in this book since I was nine, and I just. I have all of my. Um, my ideas for every every story I've ever written, every every rough rough draft, every outline, every timeline of of stories. So let me just uh, here we go, looking at the full list. Um, I would I I am very much looking forward to when I get to touch on romance, um, <laughs> because I I've I've never really fully challenged myself to to write a more personal side of me i i would maybe channel an emotion that i was feeling at the time and i would write a few pages on it and make it a short story and it's like cool you did that and you and then at that point i just get lost in the world building and everything but i i i'm very excited to get into into genres like romance where i have to i have to be a bit more intimate with with the story and I have to be a lot more connected to it. Otherwise, it's not a love story people will buy. And like, why am I writing it if, if no one's going to be like, yeah, this is, I, I'm into this. I'm whatever. Because if, if I'm not into it, no one else is going to be into it. And so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, 50 this next episode, this, this next episode is a superhero parody. And that is definitely something i would love to I, I like i'm writing the script right now and i'm just it's it's me making fun of superheroes and superhero movies uh for i don't know 12 15 pages like it's i'm i'm gonna be poking fun at all of the tropes and all of the uh um all of the cliches that have happened in superhero movies and tv shows in the last you know a couple of decades um and that's I don't know. I just, I just think it's going to be funny. I, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, and, and I think my favorite part about that is I'm still going to be incorporating, you know, my own storyline into that episode. Uh, but beyond that, beyond that, I don't really know what I should give away. So uh, I guess my last question is, what is your favorite thing about each of the characters that have showed up so far? <sighs> Their simple-mindedness. Every single one of them. 
Um, they all are so in the moment and, and so caught up in what is happening at that very second. And they, they don't think beyond that. They don't think what's going to happen after this invasion or did my partner kill this person or not? I don't think so. I'm just going to run away. Like they have no plan. They, there's no There's no thought between the big and the little decisions for these for these characters um and i think that's that's very human um i i I do think that you know when we're in the right environment we are um a lot of the times able to make decisions for ourselves and and make them wisely but you know in the instances where you're put in life or death situations or situations that have times like you know timers on them and their deadlines to you know, give someone a yes or a no, or uh, turn in this paper or anything like that. You know, it's it's not always the most quality of of work, and it's not always the smartest of decisions. Um, you know, like if if someone had a paper that was due in an hour, and they spent this whole time procrastinating, and they just decide I'm going to copy one from the internet, not the smartest decision. And that's kind of uh, how these characters are forced to behave given the circumstances, you know, like alien invasions or murder mysteries where people won't listen to you. Uh, and, and that's so far been my favorite part about it because it, it's, it's just like in a realistic world, we don't, we, we, we don't live in, in this world where reason comes first. We, we live in a world where we say proven innocent until guilty, but it's really the other way around. Um, and, that's, and that's kind of the mindset I've, I've taken to approach writing this story and these characters nice well guys uh i have one final question for you as we uh as we wrap up this episode where can you stream tales from somnium spotify and soundcloud spotify and soundcloud spotify that's and right SoundCloud. be sure to check out tales from somnium streaming the first three episodes on spotify and soundcloud and be sure to stay tuned because episode four will be coming up in early may